I am Marvin Henry. And I'm Ryan Myers. And welcome to The Tip-Off. The Tip-Off is brought to you by DHSPress.com. Go check the podcast. There's one called Down to the Wire by Varun Shankar. It's on DHS Press, and it's really good. If you like podcasts like this or journal articles, go read up. And if you like sandwiches as well, go check out Subway in the Great Falls Plaza. They make amazing sandwiches with fresh ingredients. Try their new Subway sliders and mix and match a variety of options all at Subway. Yes, sir, Ryan. Now, uh, before we get into our subject, mm. uh, I want to briefly talk about Kobe Bryant. Mm. Uh, it's a sad moment in time as of right now. Uh, he passed away in a helicopter accident on Sunday. Yeah. And no one's taking it easily. You know, it's uh, it's not hard to talk. It's not easy to talk about because it, it affected so many people, uh, fans all around the world, people that he affected uh, off the court with his mama mentality, you know, him just telling everybody not to give up and him just, he was a motivational speaker, you know, he really motivated a lot of people to just get out of bed and do something with them, with themselves, whether that, that involves a basketball or whether it doesn't, and and players imitating him, and and NB- NBA players imitating him, people he's trained. He he's a Grammy award winner. He's a he's a five time NBA champion. Uh, he's an Olympic gold medalist. You know he's done everything, and it's just it's sad. Just I I don't want to talk about how it affected me. I just want to talk about how it affected everybody. You know, there there's a hole in basketball right now, yeah. and especially in LA. It's um it, it's a really horrible accident what happened to him and because it was so sudden him and his him and his uh daughter Gianna yeah. uh, as well she was the only um only one of Kobe's um daughters that actually played basketball yeah and she was of course she had a very promising future because she was Kobe's daughter and she was actually a very good player yeah, only 13 years player, old yeah. she had a long life ahead of her it's very tragic to hear what happened to her but there's a there's a hole in basketball, and this was, um, and I don't even think that this is like really opinionated. I think this is honestly just something that most people believe. This is the most um, tragic week in basketball history. Yeah. Due to like Kobe's death and what he meant to the sport, he's he's helped grow the game in ways that nobody else mm-hmm. ever has, due to how the social media and how many people that he's been able to reach through the internet mm-hmm. that it's it's insane that he's gone because he's done so much for the game of basketball. Honestly, more than maybe anybody else has before. I think Jordan might be number one for, like, done most for basketball. Mm-hmm. But Kobe is definitely on that list. Yeah. And it's definitely a shame to see him, him and his daughter gone. Yeah. Uh, so we just want to give our condolences and uh, our good wishes to his family. Um, everybody else that was in the helicopter crash his family. Uh, I feel like they're not getting enough attention as they should oh, be. Oh yeah, no, they definitely are not. Yeah, um, we just wanted to give our condolences, and we're also uh, our what's our topic today, Ryan? Oh, our topic today is all stars. Is the yeah. all stars? Our topic today is all stars, and Kobe Bryant is involved in a new all star ruling. We'll we'll talk about that later. Right now, let's talk about all star snubs. Who do you think should have made the all star team that didn't? Okay, so first off, I want to say DeMar DeRozan. Oh, and by the way, uh, we're recording this a day after they were uh, they were just posted. Yeah, so, so. the All Star um, the All Star reserves just got released last night, um, and I want to say that there are a couple guys, not a couple, there are a few guys, a few guys that uh, a lot of guards. These these are all like shooting <laughs> oh, guards yeah. that I've noticed, and 
this is a whole other thing I could talk about towards the end of the podcast where like the positions are really stupid and the all-star thing, but that's a whole other segment for this podcast. But for starting off, DeMar DeRozan averaging uh, 23 points a game, 5.7 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 50, 53% from the field. Mm-hmm. His efficiency is off the charts for him. His field goal percentage is in the mid-50s, which for a guard is very high. And um, he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he gets to the basket in so many ways. Oh, yeah. And his mid-range game is so... He's so, he's so Yeah, he's so shifty. And he's so... Even though he can't shoot threes, his game is so complete that he can get buckets from anywhere. Like, he'll hit you off the dribble with the pull-up midi. He'll fade. Yeah. He'll put you up with the floater. He'll get to the basket, Euro step, dunk on you. He, he can beat you in so many ways yeah, that it's crazy. And his team isn't great right now. They're ninth, and they're a few games behind the um, the Memphis Grizzlies for eighth. Mm-hmm. But DeRozan's been a very good player this year, and I'm not upset to see he's not an all-star because I'm not surprised he isn't. But he's one of the guys that was on the bubble for me, and it's just like he could have. Maybe he could have, maybe he couldn't have. But yeah, I mean, he is the be- he is the best player uh, besides Aldridge on the Spurs. I think he's better than Aldridge, to be honest. Aldridge is a really good player, but Aldridge has gotten to the point where he's like he's getting he's older now. So his game is like purely like scoring, and his he's like his defensive game is not there. Rebounding oh yeah, yeah. two way no two way player for sure. Demar Demar Derozan, uh, he's like he feel like he's one of those uh, players, one of the only players left that like could play in like the '90s era. No, he would be amazing in the '90s. Yeah. He would have been amazing in the '90s. Um, another player I want to talk about is Bradley Beal. Yeah. Um, he and. Devin Booker are the two the two only players that weren't all stars that average more than twenty seven points per game Bradley in the last thirty five yeah, years. You see that it's been years. so long since that happened. Yeah. Uh, he's averaging twenty eight points per game, shooting forty five percent from the field, uh, and he has four point five rebounds a game and six point four assists from the game, which is almost twice as much as his career assists, which is three point nine. That's really close. Obviously, because his team is. Uh, utter trash. Are not a good yeah, team. He's, shoot, he's shooting more uh, from the three. Thirty-two percent from three is. It's not. not it's not great. It's not, it's, it's good, not good at all, honestly. But he's not a bad three-point shooter. He just had to take more shots. Zach Levine, and this is a trend. Is I want to talk about Zach Levine. This is a trend with shooting guards that are very good scores, below-average defenders. And on bad teams, yeah, not all stars. Yeah. And that's I'm happy that they're making that kind of like that known that like okay, well, winning really matters for the all star game. And even if you're like a really good scorer that's putting up all these like numbers, yeah. it's like almost like empty stats because like if you're putting up like 27 a game, but your team is losing every game, like does it really matter? Because like someone has to score. It's like. If you look at the Knicks, you'll see guys like Julius Randle like averaging like these pretty good numbers, like twenty one points a game, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But it's like they're not necessarily the best players. They're just somebody had to score for their team and it just happened to be like those guys. Yeah, there are a lot of uh there are a lot of shooting guards on this list. I don't know if that means shooting guards is a period. Honestly, I think that I think that the whole idea with having positions in the all star game is kinda like ruined it because have you noticed like we have zero maybe one all-star snub that's a big which i would say is um carl anthony towns yeah but he's had injuries and that kind of stuff but on our list today we have what five we have six shooting guards technically well we have yeah eh, technically yeah yeah
Devin Booker is the other player who uh, was averaging over 27 points, or 27 points um, in the last 35 years who was an all-star. He hasn't been an all-star his whole career, and he's the last person since Kobe Bryant to score that many points. You know what I mean? He has 70 points. That's the most points ever scored in an NBA game in the past, what, like? Since, since Co- well, it's it's been, it's Booker... Kobe will. Those yeah. are the only people that have actually scored more oh, than yeah, 70 more, a game, I'm pretty sure. More, yeah. Which is absolutely insane. And Devin Booker, that was years ago. I'm not even like worried about that. But he's averaging 27 a game, 6 assists, and 50% from the field. And I wouldn't be mad because there's a guy, like there's, there's Bradley Beal putting up basically the same numbers. Yeah. Um, and he's not an all-star um, as well. But they're both on teams that aren't good. But they care about the, the – it seems to me that the league – cares about winning a lot when it comes to All-Stars. Mm. And Brandon Ingram is an All-Star, which I'm going to get into when we talk about guys that probably shouldn't have been All-Stars. But Devin Booker has been playing at an insane rate. His efficiency is up. His scoring is up. His assist yeah. is up. He's playing so well with alongside Ricky Rubio that I just can't believe that he's not an All-Star this year. Uh, yeah, it was because they care about winning a lot. Besides Trey Young, I don't know how he was a starter if they're like looking at wins like that. Yeah, Booker wasn't even on the roster. The fact that he's been in the league for five years, dominating, just it it kind of annoys me. I don't understand how he hasn't been an All Star yet. It, yeah, and it, I I saw I heard this thing about from Bill Simmons. This was probably or not Bill Simmons. It was some. It was um. It was a YouTube video. Um, the this was Devin Booker's best chance to be an All Star. Because next year Curry and Clay are gonna come back. Yeah. So those are two of the top ten guards, top two of the top five guards in the West that are gonna come back next year. And now it's like, well, does he even have a chance if he's in the West? Because clearly, like, you can't get in, you can't get it with without two of the best guards in the league um, that are both out. And it's like, I, I mean, I don't know for Devin Booker. This is a this is a tough year for him not to be an All Star. Yeah. So I just I feel bad for him. Really, yeah. Condolences to him, man. <laughs> I don't know how he. Yeah. Uh, card player uh-huh. that I want to uh, I want to bring in here. Yeah. Uh, if they're looking at wins, and he, this is, he's a rookie, uh, I think that John Morant possibly should have been an All Star. I don't know if he should have been an All Star, but I will say that he has been playing out of his mind, and that. His team is really, really good this year. He's averaging 17 and 7. Oh, excuse me. Uh, definitely rookie of the year numbers. No doubt. Rookie of the year uh, yeah, numbers. He's a rookie of the year for sure. Um, only he's shooting 20, 30, 30 minutes a game, which is not that much. It's really not. He's shooting 48% from the field, uh, 39% from three, which is really good for a rookie considering that for his skill rookie, set yeah. is mainly playmaking. And after playmaking, it's getting to the basket. So if he's shooting that high from three, it's. It's I I'm just I am surprised by Jaw, and I think that even though he's been playing really well, he's not quite an All Star this year. I think next year he'll be a lock for yeah, an All Star yeah. spot. Next year, but this he'll year, be a lock. this Almost year, I don't sophomore think sophomore so. curse hits him. You know, yeah. that's been a thing. The sophomore curse. That's true. Uh, but the Grizzlies were nothing last year, and now they're contenders for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, John, uh, uh, what's it? Jaron Jackson Jr. 
been playing really well. Yeah. Brandon Clark playing well. Their team is looking up, and they have a bunch of young guys that are really good. He's also so. he's really good at moving the ball around. You know, if you're talking about team effect, he's definitely he's the all star on his team. Yeah, he is the best player on his for team sure. for sure. So. And they're doing well. So I I think I think possibly he sh- he was he could get a contender for an all star spot. I don't know if he should have made it, but that was my wild card. I wouldn't say all star, but I think that he's been insanely impressive this yeah, year. Yeah, but if Steph and Clay were in this, like. I wouldn't even talk about John Morant. That's true, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's because we were talking about two other guards that are better than him that wouldn't be making the All-Stars. So, uh, there are two players that are on the All-Star team that, that that you know, they're doing really well this year, mm-hmm. but the other player, some other players that we said should have made it, should have made it over these two players. Yeah. Uh, a really controversial one is Brandon Ingram. He is having a great season. He is He's having, having a great season. season. And his team is contending. Mm. They're 11th right now. Um, but they're contending. Everybody everybody is close uh, from the 8th to the 11th seed. Uh, so, I think, uh, what do you think? Uh, no way he should have been an all-star. He's averaging, he's averaging 25 there's no, points. There's no way he should have been an all-star <laughs> over Devin Booker. There's okay, zero Over Devin Booker? Yeah, okay, no again. No way. Devin because, Booker and Bradley, people are mad about that. They're because, like, oh my God. Well, for one, I can see Bradley Beal in a way because his team is 13th. And people talk about winning is important. Brandon Ingram's team is worse than Devin Booker's. They are not, Devin, uh, Brandon Ingram's team is 19 and 29. The Pelicans are 19 and 29. And they have Zion back, so that they'll turn him around, hopefully. But the Suns are 20 and 27. And even though it's like a marginal difference. That's one difference. <laughs> no, one win, but two less losses. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But right. still, uh, Devin Booker's averaging better numbers, too. And he's shooting better, and he's shooting uh, more efficiently. Well, yeah, but look there's, at- there's no re- And they're both terrible defenders. So there's really no reason why Brendan Ingram should have been an all-star over Devin Booker, well, except he, for the fact that he's improved a lot. This he year. has. This year he's improved a lot. And if they're if they're looking at improvement and, and character development, then Brandon Ingram's up there. 25 points per game, shooting 40% from three, yeah, which no. is the best he's done in his whole career. Uh, 47% from the field, averaging 4.3 assists, which is also uh, a high for him. Mm. And he's averaging a steal. I think, I think it was well deserved. I, I don't know if it, I, I think it was well deserved for him to be an All Star, um, without the controversy about Devin Booker. Don't get me wrong; he's played amazing this year. Yeah, I'm yeah. so impressed with him with his growth and development. Because everybody in college was like, "Oh, he's gonna be the next Kevin Durant. He's built like KD. He's scores like KD." He's I, th- like I Kevin think Durant. he's getting he's getting there. I mean, if he keeps playing like this, and Brandon Ingram, he's only 22. Yeah, and that that's scary. You know, that's scary. Just looking at what he's doing right now, I think the All Star is well deserved. Um, Middleton was also an All Star. He's I I like Chris Middleton though because yeah, his team I know. his team is amazing and he's not playing as many minutes as he used to. I think they want to like make sure he's healthy for the playoffs and stuff. But he's one of their best overall scorers behind Giannis. I think he's their second best overall scorer, and he is a he's he's a very good Robin to to Batman yeah. and Batman is Giannis. And I think that um, I don't think I don't know if it was well deserved, but I'm really I'm not mad whatsoever. Yeah, with this. this is this is one of these things where like I know that they care about wins because of this player. Uh, yeah, because that's if true. they weren't winning games, he would not have been an all star. Oh no, of course not. He's shooting very well from the field though, fifty percent. His efficiency is off the charts when he's on there with Giannis. Forty three percent from three because he's not shooting as many threes as he usually does. Uh, he's averaging six rebounds. 
four assists, twenty from twenty a game, yeah. fifty from the field, fifty percent shooting, forty three percent from yeah. three, which and, is a and high. like a little like like cherry cherry on top. He just he just dropped fifty against the Wizards. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so that. Yeah, I, I think this is honestly kind of well-deserved. And the last guy we have, which I think is also pretty well-deserved too, Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul. In my opinion, I think Brandon Ingram was more. I, I, I would have picked Brandon Ingram as all-star over Chris Middleton, and that is my opinion. Yeah, but they're, I mean, that's they're just different conferences, which is a whole other thing that I'm yeah. going to talk about in a second. But uh, Chris Paul. He's had a he's had a good year. Yeah, he's, he's surprised he's, everybody. He's he's stepping up to be the leader of a young team that really needed a leader, mm-hmm. and it's like he's not trying to be like the like the main guy. Like he's not doing what Westbrook did when he had nobody else, yeah. where he was trying to just score like fifty every game, trying to win MVP, all that kind of stuff. But Chris Paul, what he's doing is he is taking it. He's not he's not forcing himself to be the the main like ball handler, and even though he is. He's like the perfect amount of leader as long as as along with like helping his team like win games. He's letting guys like Child Grizz Alexander grow. He's on he's one of my candidates for most improved player of the year. He's had an amazing season. Uh Dennis Schroeder, he's had a really good year too. They're like three guard tandem has been really good this year. And um I think that Chris Ball's leadership has really been the most important factor for this Thunder team. That is seventh in the West right now. They're twenty nine to twenty. Yeah, he's definitely leading them uh very well. Uh, again, they definitely care about wins and playoff contending because Chris Paul is not even averaging 20. Right now, he's averaging 17 points per game. He's shooting 35% from three, which is not very good. Uh, he's shooting well from the field, though, 47%, averaging 6.5 assists, uh, 1.6 steals, and uh, he's doing okay. I mean, he, he's this, he, he's leading his team very well. Number The numbers, numbers aren't everything for Chris Paul. Yeah, but if you're talking about all-star, the, the core on the heat, some players are doing better than that. You know what I mean? So, Oh, yeah. speaking of, Bam Adebayo, he's an all-star. Congratulations. Most improved player, probably. Yeah, I think he's had an amazing season. I'm yeah. so impressed with Bam, and it's partially because Hassan Whiteside left, and I think the, the Heat knew that, and Bam just kind of stepped into the role, and he's been – Way. He's been so impressive this year that nobody could have seen this coming. Mm-hmm. So who do you want? Who do you want to see play together? Um, I want to see a few guys play together. But before we get into that, uh, let's uh, thank our sponsors, uh, DHS Check out all the amazing podcasts and articles written by our Titans every single day, along with our other sponsors, Subway and the Great Balls Plaza. Try their Subway sliders and mix and match variety of options, all at Subway. Okay, players we want to see on the same team for the All Star Game. Go. Uh, there are a few guys. Number one, uh, Luca and Giannis, because they're gonna be this. Those are two young guys. That's a duo. That 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 would <laughs> if those guys duo. got together. That would be the one of the best duos in NBA history. I feel yeah. like that. Like I don't know. <laughs> the who's NBA that. would not let that happen at all. That uh, that would be insane. I remember last year when everybody wanted to see LeBron and AD play together because they thought they were gonna play each other like in the future. They're playing with each other now, like every day on the court. So, uh, Westbrook and Embiid. That's yeah, something to see. Just looking at them, like <laughs> just because, like they Indeed. honestly wouldn't be a bad fit for each other. I feel like actually no, I feel like they would be because I feel like it's Westbrook is like a better version offensively of what Ben Simmons is mm-hmm. because at least Westbrook will take some threes, but Westbrook's main game is getting to the basket and Joel B kind of clogs the lane. So I saw that I, I think I don't think that would work personally. I just think that it'd be funny to see. Because they, they hate each other. Yeah. So Besides Trey be Young, Luka and Giannis are the two youngest all-star starters. 
Uh, yeah, no, they are. And yeah. The fact that Luca, uh, uh, that's a whole different topic, but the fact that Luca's so young and he's doing this well is crazy to me. It's yeah, it is crazy. It's crazy to me. I mean, D Rose wasn't even doing this well when he got his MVP. That's true. So, and he was a little bit older than uh, Luca. I believe he was 22. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Hey, Luca MVP talks? No, no, no. Let's not go there. Let's not, let's not Maybe, go there. honestly, third. Behind behind Giannis and Harden. I'd yeah. say Lucas third. And then I don't know. Harden's four. falling off. For me, I put him at two. Yeah, Harden is two. Giannis no, is no, 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 no. I put I put Luca at two. I put Luca at two. I put Harden at three, yeah. Harden's still averaging thirty five a game, dude. I know, but Luca's more I don't know. Hey, what's it hold we're not talking about that. <laughs> okay. Anybody uh, else you want to see play together, Molly? Uh Kawhi and LeBron. Just cause like, you know, it's Kawhi and LeBron. That's yeah. true. They're like they're like you see them, they're like, if I have them on my team, we're winning games. You yeah, know what I mean? that's true. Just that's the true. leadership and, and the fact that they're both small forwards. They're just legendary. And seeing them on the same team, which I don't think is going to happen, I think I think that uh, Kawhi's going to be picked like first up. I think he could get picked up first by uh, Giannis. But it depends who has the first pick. So, I mean, it we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. But um, to the to wrap things up, I want to say that the All-Star game has changed a lot, if you haven't heard. Um, they have a few rule changes that I think it's to try to spice up the all-star game and keep people intrigued and interested the whole game so yeah. that it doesn't get boring. And this is what we were talking about in the beginning when they uh, want to include Kobe. So I'll, I'll explain the, the whole all-star sitch. So from the, with the beginning of the game, let's say, for example, that Team LeBron scores 30 points in the first quarter and Team Giannis scores 25 points in the first quarter. Then Team LeBron's charity or LeBron's charity of choice would win the hundred thousand dollar prize that they have for each quarter designated to the teams. In quarter two, the score resets to zero zero. So let's say Team Giannis outscored LeBron, and it was the same score thirty to twenty five. But instead, Giannis's team beat LeBron's team this time. Uh-huh. So then Giannis's team would win hundred thousand dollars for ch- their charity of his choice. Uh-huh. And then in quarter three, the same thing happens. Let's say uh, LeBron's team outscores Giannis's thirty-five to twenty, thirty to twenty-five again. Uh-huh. LeBron's team would win the hundred thousand dollars for the charity again. Okay, so whoever outscores the team in that quarter wins hundred thousand dollars for their charity. And then every quarter in those three quarters resets. Yeah, but they're gonna keep track of the scores overall. And in the fourth quarter, the score from the first three quarters will be added up. So in the example that I just said, Team LeBron would be leading the game. Uh, 85 to 80 over Team Giannis. Uh. And instead of adding a 12 minute, this is where it gets crazy. Instead of adding a 12 minute game clock to, for the fourth quarter, the teams will play to a designated score, which in this case will take 85 points a game, and uh, which is the leading score of the game, and will add 24 to it, Kobe's jersey yeah. number, to honor Kobe Bryant. And the first team to 109 points would win the game. So it basically, like, you still need to win. Yeah, if so it's not it's not it's advantage. not one it's not one quarter. Basically, playing three twelve minute quarters, and then instead of having a twelve minute fourth quarter, they're going to have basically a whole new game up to the certain score they were uh, they were up to, but added twenty four. Yeah, the only they're difference is that off. the only difference is that it does matter how you do in the first three quarters because if LeBron's team blows on Giannis in the first three then quarters, they have, um, then it's yeah. still like to eighty four. So if it was like eighty five to fifty, then whichever team that gets to one hundred nine first wins. And LeBron's team would be up 35, so that yeah. wouldn't even be like close, and that wouldn't be fun to watch. So it be, but yeah. it's supposed to make it so that you have to win on a game-winning shot to make the defense more competitive and make it more interesting uh, throughout the whole Make it more game. entertaining. All right, well, with uh, that note, we want to say uh, thank you for listening to this episode of The Tip-Off. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, DHSpress.com. Check out all the articles and um, 
podcast by our very impressive titans. Also, uh, go to Subway in the Great Falls Plaza. They have amazing Subway sliders. Everything they have is fresh. Uh, if you want a healthy snack, or well, not snack, healthy meal, okay? It's Subway. <laughs> All right. Uh, eat fresh. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.